Wow. Hold your breath, Eric. Yeah, I wanted to see how that was going to end. Ended well. Welcome, everybody. Chip and Eric read through the Bible. That's what we're doing. And uh, so glad you can join us today. I hope you're having a great day so far this day. And today, Eric, we are going to read... We are going to read Second, Chron- Second Chronicles, right? Mm-hmm. Chapters 13 mm-hmm. through chapter 16. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we're going to do. This is day 137. Yes. So I had an idea. Oh, wonderful. And Allison's probably not going to love this because I'm changing the plan. But I really like it. And I want to I want to do it. Okay. Because she also loves social media interactions. Okay. I know I say Allison loves things that she doesn't love pretty yeah. frequently, but she actually does love social media interactions. It's true. So yep. we have done the Bouye chart already. Okay. This is what I'm this is what I've come up with. When we're done reading, I'm not going to tell you boo or yay for any of the names. Okay. Starting today. When we're done, when you're done reading, go on Facebook and give a boo or a yay to each king that's mentioned. Like you refer to your chart. Yeah. And you come on and you say boo. Yeah. So-and-so or yay. So-and-so. And together we'll get that chart done. Yeah. If you haven't got it done yet. It's a great idea. So it's like assigning a group project. Yeah. One big group. Yep, that's what we are. Well, speaking of group, Eric, we better start reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Sure. Abijah okay. began to rule over Judah in the 18th year of Jeroboam's reign in Israel. He reigned in Jerusalem three years. His mother was Makkah, the daughter of Uriel from Gibeah. Then war broke out between Abijah and Jeroboam. Judah, led by King Abijah, fielded 400,000 select warriors, while Jeroboam mustered 800,000 select troops from Israel. When the army of Judah arrived in the hill country of Ephraim, Abijah stood on Mount Zemaraim and shouted to Jeroboam and all Israel, saying, Listen to me! Don't you realize that the Lord, the God of Israel, made a lasting covenant with David, giving him and his descendants the throne of Israel forever? Yet Jeroboam, son of Nebat, a mere servant of David's son, Solomon, rebelled against his master. Then a whole gang of scoundrels joined him, defying Solomon's son, Rehoboam, when he was young and inexperienced, could not stand up to them. Do you really think you can stand against the kingdom of the Lord that is led by the descendants of David? You may have a vast army, and you have those gold calves that Jeroboam made as your gods, but... You've chased away the priest of the Lord, the descendants of Aaron, and the Levites, and you have appointed your own priests, just like the pagan nations. You let anyone become a priest these days. Whoever comes to be dedicated with the young bull and seven rams can become a priest of these so-called gods of yours. But as for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not abandoned him. Only the descendants of Aaron serve the Lord as priest, and the Levites alone may help them in their work. They present burnt offerings and fragrant incense to the Lord every morning and evening. They place the bread of presence, the bread of the presence, on the holy table, and they light the gold lampstand every evening. We are following the instructions of the Lord our God, but you have abandoned him. So you see, God is with us. He is our leader. His priests blow their trumpets and lead us into battle against you. 
O people of Israel, do not fight against the Lord, the God of your ancestors, for you will not succeed. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Jeroboam had secretly set part of his army around behind the men of Judah to ambush them. When Judah realized that they were being attacked from the front and the rear, they cried out to the Lord for help. Then the priests blew the trumpets, and the men of Judah began to shout. At the sound of their battle cry, God defeated Jeroboam and all Israel and routed them before Abijah and the army of Judah. The Israelite army fled from Judah, and God handed them over to Judah in defeat. Abijah and his army inflicted heavy losses on them. 500,000 of Israel's select troops were killed that day. So Judah defeated Israel on that occasion because they trusted in the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Abijah and his army pursued Jeroboam's troops and captured some of his towns, including Bethel, Jeshanna, and Ephron, along with their surrounding villages. So Jeroboam of Israel never regained his power during Abijah's lifetime. And finally, the Lord struck him down and he died. Meanwhile, Abijah of Judah grew more and more powerful. He married 14 wives and had 22 sons and 16 daughters. The rest of the events of Abijah's reign, including his words and deeds, are recorded in the commentary of Iddo the prophet. When Abijah died, he was buried in the city of David. Then his son Asa became the next king. There was peace in the land for 10 years. Asa did what was pleasing and good in the sight of the Lord his God. He removed the foreign altars and the pagan shrines. He smashed the sacred pillars and cut down the Asherah poles. He commanded the people of Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and to obey his law and his commands. Asa also removed the pagan shrines, as well as the incense altars from every one of Judah's towns. So Asa's kingdom enjoyed a period of peace. During those peaceful years, he was able to build up the fortified towns throughout Judah. No one tried to make war against him at this time, for the Lord was giving him rest from his enemies. Asa told the people of Judah, Let us build towns and fortify them with walls, towers, gates, and bars. The land is still ours because we sought the Lord our God, and he has given us peace on every side. So they went ahead with these projects and brought them to completion. King Asa had an army of 300,000 warriors from the tribe of Judah armed with large shields and spears. He also had an army of 280,000 warriors from the tribe of Benjamin armed with small shields and bows. Both armies were composed of well-trained fighting men. Once, an Ethiopian named Zerah attacked Judah with an army of one million men and 300 chariots. They advanced in the town of Marashah, so Asa deployed his armies for battle in the valley north of Marashah. Then Asa cried out to the Lord his God, O Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, O Lord our God, for we trust in you alone. It is in your name that we've come out against this vast horde. O Lord, you are our God. Do not let mere men prevail against you. So the Lord defeated the Ethiopians in the presence of Asa and the army of Judah, and the enemy fled. Asa and his army pursued them as far as Gerar, and so many Ethiopians fell that they were unable to rally. They were destroyed by the Lord and his army, and the army of Judah, the army of Judah <laughs> carried out carried off a vast amount of plunder. While they were at Gerar, they attacked all the towns in that area, and terror from the Lord came upon the people there. As a result, a vast amount of plunder was taken from these towns too. They also attacked the camps of herdsmen and captured many sheep, goats, and camels before finally returning to Jerusalem. Then the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, son of Oded, and he went out to meet King Asa as he was returning from the battle. Listen to me, Asa, he shouted. Listen, all you people of Judah and Benjamin. The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. 
Whenever you seek him, you will find him. But if you abandon him, he will abandon you. For a long time, Israel was without the true God, without a priest to teach them, and without the law to instruct them. But whenever they were in trouble and turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him out, they found him. During those dark times, it was not safe to travel. Problems troubled the people of every land. Nation fought against nation and city against city, for God was troubling them with every kind of problem. But as for you, be strong and courageous, for your work will be rewarded. When Asa heard this message from Azariah the prophet, he took courage and removed all the detestable idols from the land of Judah and Benjamin, and in the towns he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. And he repaired the altar of the Lord, which stood in front of the entry room of the Lord's temple. When Asa called together all the people of Judah and Benjamin, along with the people of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, who had settled among them, for many... For many from Israel had moved to Judah during Asa's reign when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. The people gathered at Jerusalem in late spring during the 15th year of Asa's reign. On that day, they sacrificed to the Lord 700 cattle and 7,000 sheep and goats from the plunder they had taken in the battle. Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, with all their heart and soul. They agreed that anyone who refused to seek the Lord, the God of Israel, would be put to death, whether young or old, man or woman. They shouted out their oath of loyalty to the Lord with trumpets blaring and ram's horns sounding. All in Judah were happy about this covenant, for they had entered into it with all their heart. They earnestly sought after God, and they found him. And the Lord gave them rest from their enemies on every side. King Asa even deposed his grandmother, Maka, from her position as, as queen mother because she had made an obscene Asherah pole. He cut down her obscene pole, broke it up, and burned it in the Kidron Valley. Although the pagan shrines were not removed from Israel, Asa's heart remained completely faithful throughout his life. He brought into the temple of God the silver and gold and the various items that he and his father had dedicated. So there was no more war until the 35th year of Asa's reign. Well, in the 36th year of Asa's reign, King Basha of Israel invaded Judah and fortified Ramah in order to prevent anyone from entering or leaving King Asa's territory in Judah. Asa responded by removing the silver and gold from the treasuries of the temple of the Lord and the royal palace. He sent it to King Ben-Hadad of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus, along with this message. Let there be a treaty between you and me like the one between your father and my father. See, I am sending you silver and gold. Break your treaty with King Basha of Israel so that he will leave me alone. Well, Ben-Hadad agreed to King Asa's request and sent the commanders of his army to attack the towns of Israel. They conquered the towns of Ijon, Dan, Abel, Beth, Maka, and all the store cities in Naphtali. As soon as Basha of Israel heard what was happening, he abandoned his project of fortifying Ramah and stopped all the work on it. The king Asa called out all the men of Judah to carry away the building stones and timbers that Basha had been using to fortify Ramah. Asa used these materials to fortify the towns of Geba and Mizpah. At the time of at, the, at that time, Hanani, who was the seer, came to King Asa and told him, Because you put your trust in the king of, king of Aram, instead of the Lord your God, you missed your chance to destroy the army of King Haram. Don't you remember what happened to the Ethiopians and Libyans and their vast army with all their chariots and charioteers? At that time, you relied on the Lord, and he handed them over to you. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. What a fool you have been. From now on, you'll be at war. <clears throat> Asa became so angry with Hanani for saying this that he threw him into a prison and he put him in stocks. At that time, Asa began to oppose some of his people. The rest of the events of Asa's reign from beginning to end are recorded in the books of the kings of 
In the book of the kings of Judah and Israel, in the 39th year of his reign, Asa developed a serious foot disease. Hmm. Yet even with the severity of his disease, he did not seek the Lord's help, but turned only to his physicians. So he died in the 41st year of his reign. He was buried in the tomb he had carved out for himself in the city of David. He was laid on a bed perfumed with sweet spices and fragrant ointments, and the people built a huge funeral fire in his honor. Hmm. That's the end of our reading today. I love how much you read today, Chip. Thanks, Eric. That was a lot of good reading. It was a lot of great reading. Hey, and while you were reading, yep. I was asking myself two questions. I'm like, what does oh. this tell us about God? Okay. And what does this tell us about us? I thought you were doing your taxes. And then I thought, no, 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 I have a guy for that. Oh, good. He's amazing. He is. Um, and then I thought to myself, man, Chip is probably really good at figuring out what this tells us about God. So, oh, you thought that? Yeah, I thought that. You really this, did, yeah. For the first time ever. It I is challenging that. while I'm doing all the reading to thinking about that at the same time. <laughs> That's true, because you're a note-taker. I am a note-taker. Um, well, and I did take some notes, and I have a couple thoughts, but I'm going to share uh, this one. Okay. God wants us to find him. Hmm. What does it say about God? God wants us to find him. So he wants us to earnestly uh, seek him, go after him, find him, trust him, ask him for help. Uh, and I love that about God. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't play hide and seek with us. Like, he wants us to go after him. He wants to be found. He wants us to find him, look for him. He wants to help us. You know, and I also wrote down, you know, God God will win every battle he wants to win. And so we got to go find him, seek him, trust him, follow him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's going to win the battle. And that's why we go after him. So, you know, I, I think... That's the, the big one for me is God wants us to find him. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay. So what's it say about us? Well, it said there were two paragraphs back-to-back that were really good that I wanted to highlight. Okay. Um, actually, I don't know if they're back-to-back, but they're close to each other. Um, I love what um, Azariah, son of Oded, was saying. Um, the Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Whenever you seek him, you'll find him. But if you abandon him, he'll abandon you. Yeah. The reason why I love that is because um, that's the stipulation of Israel's covenant with God, mm-hmm. is that he will be with them as long as they are with him. And the reality is we don't have that anymore. Now, we fall out of like certain blessings, and certainly we can't live a healthy lifestyle apart from God, but he doesn't abandon us if we abandon him. He just waits for us like a father waiting for his son to return. And I just love that. Like the, we don't have like this harsh legal contract with God. It's very organic. It's very, um, you know, and, and we can't abuse that. Right. Like, but it's very gracious. It's very different than it was with Israel. And I just think that that's really cool. I think that there's a danger that we could sit here and say, oh, look at that. The Bible says if we abandon him, he'll abandon us. And that's just not what Jesus said. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, you know. And so even though we leave him and forsake him constantly. Mm -hmm. um, So that was one cool thing. And then, um, oh, Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Hmm. Help us, O Lord our God, for we trust in you alone. It is in your name that we've come against this vast horde. O Lord, you are our God. Do not do not let mere men prevail against you, not us. Mm-hmm. And I think that that goes with what you said, that, um, you know, we, there's only one victory. It's God's victory. Mm-hmm. And he shares that victory with us. 
and when we he wants to be found and when we do find him and we call upon him it's not that he's going to give us victory mm-hmm. it's that he has victory and he shares that victory with us hmm. and i just think that that's so cool no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty hmm. and so much of what we hear today is all about victims versus oppressors and and how it's up to mankind to untangle this knot and what we learn here uh, from the words of Asa is we're reminded that God is the one who handles that. God's the one who handles that. And I just think that that's so cool. And in, up against an army of a million people. Yeah. yeah. Easily the largest army we've read about. Yeah. Bring them on. And he said, only you can help us. Mm-hmm. And don't let mere men prevail against you. Mm-hmm. Because you're our God. And whatever happens in this battle is going to represent you i just love that i think yeah. there's a lot to that yeah. so he wants to be found he does he wants to share victory with us yeah and he wants to overcome yeah and allow us to be part of that yeah yeah so i think what we do with that one thought i had is we <clears throat> we invite him into our battles oh a hundred percent yep um which sometimes are his battles that we're already mm-hmm. part of but uh, yeah and we just Say, hey, I got this thing going on, God. I need, I need your help. I need your strength. I need, I need something. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's difficult. It's challenging. Overwhelming. Some of you are experiencing that right now, and God wants, He wants to be there. He wants to be found. He wants you to seek Him. So just invite Him into your battles, yeah. whatever it is. God, here's my battle. You know about it already. Please come in. Please take the lead. Yeah. Please give me advice. Help me. You know, I can't handle it. That's part of the, the battle there. Yeah. Is realizing you can't, but he can. I think, too, with that, um, you know, the reason why what what Asa leveraged here is that God was the God, is the God, but was the God of Israel. Mm-hmm. And whatever happened to Israel, everyone in the world would say that's a reflection of right. God. Yep. So the question is, as you enter your battles that you want to invite God into, do people look at you and say, that is a person who worships Jesus. Yeah. And then when you would, when you enjoy victory, what, are they going to attribute that to Jesus? Or are they never going to know, oh, well, what happened there? I mean, I didn't even know you were a Christian. You know, like, is, is what happens in your life representative of God? Because that's what, that's what he had to leverage in this case mm. was everyone knows that you're so involved that if we lose... They're going to look at you, mm-hmm. you know, but if we win, they're going to look at you. Yeah. So what about in your life? It's you good. know, when you go to work and you have a bad diagnosis or something terrible happens in your life or to one of your children and, you know, you have victory in that because God has victory, you know, are people going to look at you and say, there's something different. Like there's something incredible and unique about that, mm-hmm. that, that draws me to that, you know? So I think that that's a big part of it too. That's a good part. So invite God into your battles, give him the glory yeah. and allow other people to see mm-hmm. that we serve a God of victory. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Pretty cool. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. No problem. We're going to do it again tomorrow, Eric. Yeah, we'll be here. Can you believe that? I, I do. Yeah. We've been doing this. For some time now. Over 500 days. Yeah.
Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Part of what we do. It's part of what we do. All right. Share this with friends and family. Give somebody a hug and make a comment on the Good and Bad Kings, like Eric mentioned earlier in the yes, program. Yes. Leave a comment on Facebook about Boo and Yay for Asa, for Abijah and for Asa. And let's see, there was some Jeroboam in there. Mm. You guys figure it out. You Jeroboam. can do it. And I know you're going to do awesome at it. Yep. Now, Allison, I'm sorry if you're mad about that Boo-hoo-hoo. But I have a reason for it, and I will tell you guys on another day. Another day, another day. Farewell. Time. See you. Love you.